Hello world. This is the eighth ep. I never thought we'd be here. My podcast is almost old enough to be diddled by a Penn State football program. Every week, we're accomplishing something here, and it's impressive. The show's growing. We're on Apple Pods. We're on Spotify. Thank you for listening. I love you. A lot to talk about this week. It was pretty crazy. The simulation, it's either breaking or glitching or something's wrong with it. Oh, yeah, David Pornoy. Um, One bite. You know the rules. If you don't, owner of Barstool goes around to local eateries, puts a spotlight on them, kind of like a Guy Fieri, you know, without the hair and the terrible cologne. And uh, it's pretty cool. He's done local places here in New York. Recently, though, this past week in Chicago, good city, I guess. He was on the sidewalk reviewing one of his local spots there. And while on camera, literally right behind him, this is an innocent American thing going on here. Entrepreneurial spirit. That's what you want to see. Not even six feet away. Breaking COVID protocols. Someone carjacks on video and blows up their spot. They got a review going on. This person doesn't care. There's actually a police car right behind them as well. And from there, it actually turns into an episode of Cops. More recently, Live PD, which also I think got canceled. I don't think Live PD exists. Does Live PD exist? No, it got canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. For some reason. Everything's getting canceled. But you're not safe out there. You want to get a slice of za? You want to hit Madison Pizza? Uh-oh, watch out. Did you park on the curb? Is your car there? I don't know a single person that lives in Chicago, but if I did, I'd tell you to, you know, lock the whip. Maybe don't leave the keys in the Tiguan. Not the best idea. I do wonder what the score was. Thin, thick crust, Sicilian cut. Was it a tomato pie? Let me know. Because it's eating away at me. I can't sleep at night. It's pretty good professionalism, though, to witness a pretty violent exchange. It is a crime. It is literally Grand Theft Auto, not the game. And just carry on. Continue to do your job. That's efficient. That's what I'm looking for out of my newscasters. A little juice. You know? Tell me my taxes are going up. Talk to me about the school budget. Spice it up. Portnoy, Barstool, they're raising the bar for everybody. And it's appreciated. This person also, 12 witnesses, police immediately on the scene, like I said, going to prison, it was a Toyota Avalon. My guy, get your priorities in check. There's levels to this. That's an embarrassing, you go in, you talk about your papers, you're in your cell, People check you in prison. I don't know if that commands respect, bro. Not the dopest crime. The homie. Podcast extraordinaire. Bill Burr. Pretty good stand-up comedian. Definitely top 10 for a lot of people. People that I love, love him. Good dude. He's bald. Probably could have went to Bosley. He got money. 
Let's get the plugs going. But anyway, he hosted the Grammys this past week. People did watch. There's not a lot happening right now. And, of course, people hate him. On Twitter, they wanted him canceled. They said he was racist. He's a bigot. This is to be expected. No matter who they picked, they were going to hate it. I'm pretty sure uh, Kevin Hart was supposed to do it one year, and he got canceled. It's a hard gig. Just get Ricky Gervais to do it again and absolutely roast everybody. Outside of that, it was Ellen, and she's a bully. Now she's gone. The roster's thin. So Burr stepped in. I thought he did a decent job. Like I said, this is something that I specifically sat in and watched a little bit of. Macklemore, one best album. Again, he swept it. Ever since Macklemore won like best rap album, I mean, who cares, right? It's an absolute joke. To get mad at Bill Burr, to criticize him, right? He's a comedian. It's kind of what he's supposed to do. He's edgy. If you're getting triggered, if you're getting a little bit upset by it, I mean, that's kind of the point. This also harpens back to his SNL monologue. A lot of the same kind of themes, ideas, conversations that he put forth when he had the platform. So two strikes on Twitter and you're fucking out, buddy. This is a different sport. He'll stick around, despite his show on Netflix, F is for Family, animated. Pretty bad. Not good, my guy. A lot of money was put into that. A lot of investment, a lot of time. Dude, I watched like 13 episodes. You ever watch something and then you're just like, why? This is bad. Same with Handmaid's Tale. So played out. Nobody ever dies in that show. Make a decision. Break my heart. Do something that I can't recover from. I have to pause it. I'm arguing with my significant other. Like, that's what I want. Yeah, Grammys are a joke. Bill Burr did a good job. And again, a lot of people on Twitter saying he's racist. He has a black wife. His wife's African-American. She went on Twitter and was flaming people. She's active. You know, it's not just a corporate sponsored account. She's actually on there reading a book, hanging out with her kid. Responding to comments. She'll flame you. And that's what she did. So it was good to see. A little back and forth. I wonder who's hosting the next awards. Really the only awards I give a fuck about are the Oscars. And it's still rigged, but I'll watch it. I haven't seen any of the good movies this year that have been nominated, so I probably won't be talking about it. My God, I'm watching a Valheim video. Game's in early access. It's a $20 Steam game for PC. It's making me rethink my PlayStation allegiance. Might have to trade that thing in. Get a gaming PC. God, I love Christmas. In a civilized consumer economy. Holidays where you're just expected to spend a bunch of money. I'm with it. And I think I'm going to get a gaming laptop. Hopefully my dad listens to this. Just get ready. It's coming. I'm going to ask for it. Be prepared. Let's switch gears. Joe Biden. Our wonderful president. A couple things happened this week. He's aging like a dog. So every day is like a week. Every year. He's like seven. Let's start with the migrant facilities at the border. Despite everybody in the White House, the I'll circle back to you lady saying this isn't a big deal. Biden has prepared to house 3,000 teens at a Dallas convention center 
500 miles away from the border facilities. So now people are being housed. It's going to be like Indiana next. I mean, initially, right, they installed these FEMA-type sites to accommodate 250, 500 people at a time. But just within three weeks of them being opening, the center is already at 729% capacity amid a surge of crossings. I'm sure the river, the lake, the mountain, the hole they dug, whatever they're doing, it's working when they're coming in. I live in the Northeast. Not really impacting me currently. It is funny to see, though, that despite the apparent difference between the Biden administration and the last presidential administration and how they would handle the border and how they spoke on it, it seems to be the same kind of stuff. A lot of overcapacity, a lot of issues down there, and it seems to be in 2024 we're going to be presented with the same similar issue. Somebody's going to have to tackle it again, but they're going to need eight years. Last month in February, a staggering 100,000 migrants were caught trying to cross the border, which is up 30% from January. I'm sure it's going to go up in the warmer months. A lot of this is a caravan type situation where people and the groups that they travel with get larger as they migrate north through Central America, up through Mexico, and into Yexus. It's pretty crazy too. Like You do have balls, I will give you that. If you're a coyote, you're someone trafficking people, you're fucking with Texans, ranchers, border patrol. These dudes, they live and breathe this shit. As close of a thing to G.I. Joe as you're going to get. You're just like, eh, fuck you. Despite all this stuff that is happening, the swirling rumors, a lot of the chaos that's been reported on, the Biden administration concedes that they're trying a more humane approach. And because of this, it has fueled the immigration's rising numbers. Yeah, going to be an issue. The facilities look nice. They're getting pizza. You know, they're getting some Red Baron. They're getting Sprite. They're getting the Fritos, the barbecue twisted ones. Could be worse. It's like a study hall in eighth grade. Overall as well, children, the number in total has gone to 9,400 since February. That's up 60% from January. So yeah, we're going to be seeing this as COVID dies down. The border crisis is going to continue to rise. Continuing with the cogent presidential coverage, Biden got called out by Putin, the Russian kind of czar, overlord, whatever you want to call him. He does have early onset um, Alzheimer's. He will be stepping down soon, if not within the next 90 days. So he's probably just going out, guns blazing. You know, he probably threw some shots at Croatia. He's like, yo, fuck you. But Joe Biden got hit in the crossfire and he challenged him to a debate. This is specifically after Biden called Putin a killer. Putin was telling a Russian state television reporter, I've just thought of this now. I want to propose to President Biden to continue our discussion, but on the condition that we do it basically live, as it's called, without any delays and directly in an open, direct discussion. He said, uh, it seems to me that this would be interesting for the people of Russia and for the people of the United States. And I have to agree. It would be funny. It'd be entertaining. Maybe there's some zingers. I'd love it if they're in the same room. See him walk in from opposite sides, right? Enter frame left, enter frame right. They shake hands. They're both old. Their brains are both mush. It's honestly pretty even. Putin's going out. Biden's coming in. Biden could be going out soon as well. Considering he could be just CGI. 
If you go back and watch some movies from the early 2000s, some of that CGI is terrible, but some of it holds up good. So if you think about that, and if you're a conspiracy guy, but you're, uh, put the tinfoil hat on for a second, the CGI that we've been developing, that our deep state has been developing over the past 20 years, you know, from Star Wars episode one to now, Biden could be CGI, could be a hologram. Because after being called out by Putin to do this, which obviously he's not going to do, the White House said he's busy, which I guess he is, but Biden was answering reports in the White House right before he hops on the chopper, the thing that Trump would do a lot. Shoot the breeze. What's going on, fellas? Let me update you. It's kind of sucks now because, for one, the helicopter was always an issue, right? You're trying, they're like, hello? Yeah. Yeah. So what's going You know, they're, it's loud, right? not ideal and from there you add in the mask and then you add in biden it's tough to watch however this one i saw on twitter he walks up and there's some mics some boom mics underneath his hands to help to pick up the noise to make sure that we understand what biden's saying especially with the mask and when he did that his hand comes up through bottom left And the way it does, it just looks like some early 2000s Lord of the Rings. It looks weird. He's got some Frodo hands. It doesn't look real. And the fact that, like, the White House press secretary had to touch on this, that daytime TV touched on it. I'm not a part of QAnon. You're not a psycho. I saw the video. I thought it looked weird, but they debunked it. I still am 50-50. Could be, again... If we're a part of a simulation, the idea that our president is a hologram, I mean, that makes sense, boys. That's well within the lines. It's right down the middle. That's what we call a strike in America, all right? Good old Joey Bides, though. Bo Jiden wasn't done. Just yesterday, if you have a pulse, even if you're a boomer, and I love my Grammy, I mean, who doesn't? Barbara in the Farmville circles on Facebook. I mean, this touched everybody. Everybody got involved. The memes were going crazy. Joe Biden fell going up the big ass steps onto Air Force One. He was doing a salute. Traditionally, this happens hundreds, if not thousands of times. Surprised it doesn't happen more often, right? The fitness Mentally and especially physically recently of our presidents hasn't been great. Talking about 70-year-old dudes eating McDonald's, forgetting where they are, doing a popper. Here I am. Am I in Minnesota? Is it Arkansas? What am I? Paris Climate Accord. Am I actually in Paris? We're not in Paris. Did I win the election? Like a lot of questions. Despite that, not only did he fall once, he fell three times. He didn't fall with grace. I've fallen up the stairs before. It's rare. It's actually hard to fall up. Falling down where your heel slips out. Oh my God, that feeling. Dude, you know what it is. It's like you're about to go down a 900 foot drop at the Great Escape. Your stomach just goes. Or when it's dark and you're carrying something so you can't see your feet and you guess how many steps it is just based off muscle memory. And you think it's going to be a nice step and the floor's there and you roll your ankle like someone's great in at the pickleball court. 
It happens. V. Relatable. The circle back lady. She assured us. The reporters actually asked. She assured us and the American people that it was very windy and she almost fell up the steps herself. He's doing fine. Everybody's doing fine, guys. He's fine. He's just preparing. He's fine. The trip is fine. Everything is fine. This is despite reporters last week questioning him about his mental fitness because he called Vice President Kamala Harris President Harris, which is quite the Freudian slip. This is also on the heels of a Rasmussen poll from March, which shows that half of all polled participants are not confident that Mr. Biden was physically and mentally up to the job when he gave his last press conference, right? When he addressed the country for the first time after that, really that large kind of like monk style vow of silence. We didn't hear from him for a while. He was signing stuff and just, he'd just wave and then walk off. It's like, is that a good bill? Is that a bad bill? We don't know. Thanks, Joe. Also, this is why in social media age, everything comes back to bite you. It's cyclic. Time is a flat circle. On the campaign trail, when Trump was still president, Biden was quoted as making fun of Trump. He's like, look at him. He can't, he can't go up the steps like me. He's terrible. Look at me. I'm Joe Biden. And now Joe's rolling around in his J. Crew sock. I mean, it's, it's bad. And he's like stuffed into that suit. So he falls over and he's got to get up at these weird angles and it's just like, it's not working. The steps are absurd though. It's like 39 of them. Like we haven't innovated. There was a Twitter video of President Ford falling down the stairs. Like it's happened, but bro, let's get the stairs game going here a little bit. What about an escalator? Maybe even an elevator. I'll contact my product people. We'll get after it. You got to be early to those patents. That's how you make the money. I've been told. All right. Moving off of our legitimate president and moving on to my state and local municipalities president, good old Andy Cuomo. Just when you thought, hey, bro, I've actually forgotten how many people have accused this man of sexual assault. It's eight. It's eight. Cuomo's eighth legitimate accuser has come out. This time it is a current aide. Somebody that actually still works for him. So it's like, oh, hey, Susan. You know, I got the donuts this time. Ha All right, see you for the staff meeting at nine. And they just have to act like it's, no, I didn't do that. But apparently Cuomo called this, the aide, the person, the accuser, the eighth one specifically, called her beautiful and Italian, referred to her and her female colleague as mingle mamas and asked why she wasn't wearing a wedding ring and inquired about her divorce. So again, You know, he's just a horn dog. He really can't help himself. And again, I've talked about this. He clearly doesn't have a game. He's making these women feel super uncomfortable, despite the fact that he's like 6'4", rich, one of the most powerful people in the Northeast. The reporter from the New York Times that outed this last accuser was told by the person affected by Cuomo's really issues and harassment She said about Cuomo, he has a way of making you feel very comfortable, almost like you're his friend, but then you walk away from the encounter or conversation in your head going, I can't believe I just had the interaction with the governor. So he's getting himself into situations, having conversations at the workplace that are totally inappropriate. Again, ask yourself, there's definitely a female or somebody, if you're a girl, a guy you work with, when are you ever having these conversations? 
Like, oh, when did you lose your virginity? Uh, you know, plus you're ugly. Like, I don't want to think about you banging somebody, Carol. You know, from accounts receivable, not my thing. You think about the smells, the positions, gets visceral and too real. And sometimes ignorance is bliss. Cuomo, apparently, too. He's calling people Chow Bella. I mean, he really hams it up. Like, I'm half Italian. I don't go around slapping women with an accent. It's not an excuse. It's 2021. Like, you're third generation at this point. You've been Americanized. You like the Yankees. You like a good hot dog. You watch Jeopardy. You're like the rest of us. Stop saying Chow Bella. Stop asking about people's virginities at the office. So we're up to eight accusers. I don't know how many it will take to get him out. People that I know older and wiser, they're steadfast in saying he's not going to leave, and I don't see him getting thrown out. Maybe they're right. It's pretty crazy, though. What a time. I'm about to line people. I'm about to accuse him myself. I really just got to find out which Starbucks he goes to and just bump into him, and then that's it. I have the plausible deniability to start a class action lawsuit against the governor. Baby steps, people. I'm trying to get that bag. After it's clear that Doge has plateaued, I need a get-rich-quick scheme. In general, I, I still feel like, yeah, bro, you're kind of scummy, and hopefully people come to my side you know, we can kind of get some fresh leadership in the state. A recent Quinnipiac poll of 905 unregistered voters. So, although I don't even know, bro, how do you poll? You call people? I've never been asked. I've never been polled for anything. Really, nobody asked my opinion at all on anything ever regarding really remedial things, much less geopolitics or things relating to a budget or legislation. But according to this poll... believe he should resign. 36% of women polled said he should just quit outright. And 23% of Democrats, the party that Cuomo is currently representing and been a part of for a long time, a champion of, 23% of them say he should resign. Among people of all political affairs, the whole bucket, the whole gang, boomers, Gen Zs, gender fluid people, 36% said he should be impeached. He currently has two investigations going on with him, the one for the nursing homes and the one for him diddling people. But yeah, figured I'd update everybody. Eighth accuser. Pretty crazy time, honestly. Kid's bulletproof. Outside of that, speaking of eight, the eight people that died in the hate crime in Atlanta. You know, Asian, the guy hated Asian people. Maybe he did. He liked anime. I don't know. He was an incel. Kind of a downer, right? Not really going to talk about it too much pretty simple. Felt like we've been due a weird kind of incel, outsider, internet-based. Just a guy that gets pushed to the fringe of society, has no real demonstrable relationships in his life. He's got that weird moonshiner facial hair, and he doesn't live in West Virginia. You know, like, what are you doing? He wears a duster to school. It's 71 degrees. You know, he's got a beanie on. One of those guys. They're going to look into it. They're going to figure out why this happened. Really doesn't matter in the end, I guess, anyway. And unfortunately, I don't think this will be the last one of these things to occur. It is what it is. There's always been crazies. And then also I think about 
when Jimmy Carter was president in the late seventies, there were people who were lining up for gas. Like that happened in America legitimately. Like imagine if that was right now. Imagine if you went to go to Stewart's, get you some mint chip, you know, fire a little pint, a little bad thing, thick AF, you get outside, no gas. I'd be like, uh, no bueno. You go to the Sunoco, same thing. People would be going absolutely crazy, especially millennials like myself who want the immediacy, that instant gratification. I wouldn't deal with it. I might threaten to move to Canada and then not do it. Yeah, in general, good rule of thumb. If Bill de Blasio is flaming you, you're an oaf. And that's what happened as well. Just to pile on to the the overwhelming bad month, bad year that the best-selling novelist Mr. Cuomo has had for New York. Yeah, boy, de Blasio said of Cuomo, I just don't see how he could govern effectively when fewer and fewer people believe him. Simultaneously, more and more people have come out to say, hey, uh, yeah, his pointer finger, it was inside my undershorts, right? There's also a target board inside of the governor's office, which has de Blasio's face on it. It, just, it is funny, right? We're not going to deny it isn't funny, but it's also juvenile. During a press conference, de Blasio addressed this head on and said, quote, it's just like frat house humor. It's not something you would like to see from someone who has serious leadership responsibilities, which bro, quit being a pussy, right? Like let's liven it up. Let's add some color. This is America, the back and forth, the tit for tat, the political game, the charade. I'm here for it. Cuomo is a man again, under two investigations, somebody who's handled the state's recovery from the global pandemic pretty poorly. A lot of people dead. And the idea that he's just like, yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah, let me diddle this intern. Like, bro, you're not that guy. Give it up. Give it up. I've put it off for long enough. I've been recording a little bit. Let's get after it. I'm going to start with a smaller story. First round pick of the Titans in 2020, Isaiah Wilson. He was an offensive tackle, right tackle, big run road grader from Georgia. He helped open up holes for DeAndre Swift. Isaiah Wilson was drafted to replace Ryan Conklin, who got paid in free agency to go to Cleveland to help protect the right side of Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Conklin's looked great. Wilson was supposed to come in. He had issues. Didn't see the field at all. During this COVID season, he was caught at a party, you know, unmasked when the police got called because it was a college dorm party. For one, right, you're not supposed to be congregating, right or wrong. And two, he was on the balcony. Dude's 310 pounds, six foot six. Got dreads, right, dripped out, got our Amiri jeans on. Not your regular Jim or Dale. And he's on the balcony about to jump off three stories up. Not a good look. He also had a DUI where he was doing donuts at the middle of a Nashville downtown intersection. He was a mess there. After voiding his guarantees for his contract, his rookie deal, the Titans were able to trade him last week to the Miami Dolphins during the free agency period that's opened up. A lot of teams are starting that dialogue. It's been exciting. I touched on that last week. Isaiah Wilson already got cut. The Dolphins on Twitter yesterday said that they're waving him. Nobody's going to touch him. Now his career is over. He's 22 years old, never played in the NFL. He actually had one snap with the Titans. 
he was on a field goal, an extra point try, and he got pancaked by like a third string D tackle in week 15. Like, bruh. And he had an arm sleeve. He's one of those offensive linemen that wears an arm sleeve. Why? You better be T. Will on that left side getting 160 mil for San Francisco. Like, you're not him. You're Isaiah Wilson. And now you're going to be in the Mexico Football League. Enjoy it, kid. Sticking with the NFL, not free agency news, but Drew Brees. He had a noodle arm. He was like 46 years old. He has eight kids out there playing his heart out. He almost died in like week six because uh, honestly, undersized to regular size defensive tackle sacked him and he couldn't handle it. His mid-40s boomer ribs just gave way. And if you look at his statistics, he could barely push the ball down the field. I mean, this was... Redding was on the wall, kid. It was done. He had 20 good years in the NFL. He leads quarterbacks in almost every statistical category except for touchdowns. He's number two to Tom Brady. Brady's probably going to beat him, right? You just think how competitive he is. He's going to take a shit on the parade that was Drew Brees and his illustrious career. You know, smoke show wife, good family, nuclear family. His kids basically retired for him on Instagram. They all sat on the couch. Weird vibe. And kind of announced that, hey, he's done, right? We've seen our dad play. They're all wearing his jerseys. Pretty cool moment. Also, a little lazy, Drew, right? Having your kids do it for you. Scumbag. Not only that, he was signed by NBC Sports and Sunday Night Football. He's going to be a sports analyst, so I assume he's going to help out the idiot, the stoner on the couch, the guy that's trying to keep up with football, maybe thinks he understands a little bit, just wants somebody to tell him what he's looking at. Right? Is that trip set? What is 12 formation? Where am I? Drew, please help. He's going to be able to do that. Tony Romo and his deal when he signed on to be an analyst, to talk sports, right? To be a broadcaster, it was 150 mil. So I got to assume Breeze got a pretty good contract as well, similar to the guaranteed money that he was getting in football. You know, good for him. He's 42 years old. He looks like he manages a chain of Starbucks in the Indiana area. And uh, yeah, the time was up. They turned around and took that money that was invested into Drew and they put it into a voidable contract with Taysom Hill, who is their gadget quarterback. He's six foot four, 230 pounds, and he runs the ball better than he throws it. They gave him a big contract to be the quarterback of the future for them in the Saints. I don't expect that to work. What are you doing, right? There's only one Lamar Jackson. You're from BYU. I get it. You got a sister wives thing going on, but uh, you got to throw the ball 19 yards down the field on an in route. It's third down. You're on the road. I need a nerd. I need an Eli Manning. I need somebody that's going to scheme. They also kept Jameis Winston. The Saints did. Terrible quarterback. I've never liked him. He was overrated. I was a big Mariota guy coming out. And uh, let's pat myself on the back there because Winston is definitely, well, they've both been busts, honestly. So. Don't listen to me when it comes to evaluations. I mean, free agency, again, I I did mention it last week. Pretty standard. A lot of people went a lot of different places. I think the Washington football team, the Washington redacted, shout out Dan, they won it. They brought in Fitzmagic, right? Super smart, going to understand your scheme to play quarterback. He's played on nine teams in his 16-year career. He got one year, $10 million to come in and run that offense. They also threw money at Curtis Samuel, former Ohio State wide receiver, who was roommates with the number one receiver on their team currently, Terry McLaurin. 
perennial 1,000-yard receiver, pro bowler. I mean, the tandem of them together is excellent. Then they also went out and paid former Cincinnati Bengal cornerback William Jackson. He's a heightweight speed guy, super fast. He went to the University of Houston. My favorite college corner I've ever seen. He was like 26 in college, like one of them, late bloomer. Right, he's got a. He works at the gas station after class. Like, bro, what? You can serve liquors. Like, what do you? But good player. So they went out and they won it. Not only that, the Patriots as well. They spent a little bit. Right. Just speaking of the Patriots, I know I touched on that. You think about Bill Belichick. You think about his dog sitting at the table during draft night, during the Zoom stuff. Great memes. Great team. Robert Kraft. Right, getting handies down in South Florida. He was guilty of that. Still owns the team. Gotta love it. Very endearing. You know, runs on Duncan, Gillette type stuff, thick Boston accents, park the car in Harvard Yard, right? Really good Italian food in Northern Boston. I've been there. I've done the stuff. Teams that just see a dude and go, yeah, 50 mil, right? I don't give a shit. I'm a billionaire. I'm Dan Snyder. I own the team. What is a million dollars? And this season, though, on the first day of free agency, we're about a week in now. Patriots in total have committed over $250 million. It's not guaranteed. Football contracts, if you do not know, are not fully guaranteed, despite it being the most violent sport in America, maybe one of the most uh, heavy commitments to your body in your early 20s and just the investment it takes year-round to get ready, the endurance, the conditioning. Not fully guaranteed. But in total, including all the incentives and everything, they've given away $250 million in contracts. They got Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, the two top tight ends in the league. They can block. They can catch over the middle. Hopefully it's going to transform that offense for Cam Newton, who they did also bring back. Cam Newton, former MVP. Had a rough season last year, but he's going to get a full offseason. And what's nice is they're in this position. Cam Newton, unlike Tom Brady, they gave him a one-year $9 million contract. That's peanuts in the NFL for a quarterback. That equates to a rookie deal. So you have Bill Belichick in that, that mind – that scheme, that defensive prowess with a rookie QB in theory who brings the leadership and tenacity of a former MVP and you know a 10-year vet like Cam. If you do think back also to last season, this Patriots team with that terrible 1998 Trent Dilfer-style offense won seven games. They won seven to nine. All they have to do is be average on offense, plus they brought in you know Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, a lot of different receivers, and they can win 10, 11 games. They can be a playoff team. The 49ers, they gave a Jimmy G contract to not Jimmy G, but to Trent Williams, left tackle, former fifth overall pick from Oklahoma. He's a freak. He ran like a 4'8", very similar to Lane Johnson, and that he is the prototype from a move sense. Just finesse tackle, not a big road grader but a dude that's able to get into his pass set and move out in space on the screen and just deplete a corner. He can do all the above. That's why he just got paid a uh, five-year, from what I understand, $138 million deal, $60 million guaranteed in total, $30 million guaranteed at signing. So he literally signs a check, and then tomorrow your bank account has seven extra zeros with a three in front of it, kid. And just fact check me quick. I don't know if I did that math right. Hopefully they move off Jimmy G. I hope they rebuild real quick. I'm a Rams fan. Am I scared? Not really. We play him twice a year. And we got Matty Staff. That trade's official. Free agency, though, 
kind of winding down. There will be a second wave inevitably of signings, and I'll be here to update you all on that as well. Ooh, and lastly on football, I've been waiting. This has been really the lead story for me for the week, Deshaun Watson. So, millennial, Virgo, you know, September 95 baby, like myself. Um, He was recently given a four-year, $156 million contract. He is the starting quarterback of the Houston Texans. Uh, Houston is a top five city in size in the United States, right? Huge market. Texas football. It's like a religion down there. I mean, he's the man. He played at Clemson, won a national title, defeated Nick Saban's historic Alabama program. I mean, this dude is like the Michael Jordan of football. And this past season, out of the 16 games they played, they won four, right? Four and 12. He wants out. They have a new regime, new coach. And it's pretty much understood as of recently that they were going to move on. He's a regular dude. This happens. That was the plan. D. Watt, you know, I feel you. That was a good plan. But guess what, boys? 12 women have come forward and accused him of sexual assault. And this is kind of legitimate. Like, there's receipts, um, a lot of screenshots. The Houston Texans, as a football team, are owned Cal McNair. He's like a kind of fat dude with a mustache, thick Texas accent, in his 50s. His good friend and a famous Texas lawyer, kind of family lawyer of of the McNairs as well is a man named Tony Busby. And Mr. Busby happens to be the attorney that is talking with 22 women and is also heading the cases of the 12 women who have already accused Deshaun Watson of sexual assault. Now, right, the the quarterback doesn't want to play for the team. You have the owner of the team's lawyer representing the women who have a case against the quarterback. So there's a little bit of politics there. This is kind of like some Ozark shit. Super dope. If you got to rewind it, I feel you, right? I'm dropping I'm dropping bars right now. Long story short, what was the sexual assault? What is it? It was him involving masseuses, right? Like really attractive girls on IG that have a kinesiology degree. You know, they're in the Houston area. He slides in their DM. He says, hey, listen, you want to give me a massage, right? They're working. They say, sure. They get a good rate. It's good for them. They can kind of boost it on IG, put it on their story. It's a win-win. That's the American dream. I feel it. However, a lot of these women felt he was doing it inappropriately. He made him feel uncomfortable during the sessions. He came on to him talking about, yo, you want to massage my glutes? Uh, not really, right? Uh, I'm, I have a fiance. I don't really want to do that. But again, with the receipts. So I've seen on Instagram showing the conversations between these women, his clients, and Deshaun Watson. Watson insists he never crossed the line with any of these women. And he still strongly believes that they're being led by the money-hungry attorney, again, who has a vendetta against the quarterback. However, this is going to hurt his stock in the market for trades, right? He wanted out of the organization. And it's to the point where it's a Cuomo-type deal where, bruh, it's so many women, it has to be right. But go ahead and look at the receipts for yourself and see what we think. This is going to be an ongoing story. This shit is so dope. It, like I said, is it's some SVU shit. And I really feel like a detective looking into it. I have multiple articles up right now. Getting off the whole rape, the whole alleged Watson raping, which, damn, I mean, being a masseuse, right? I mean, you got the incense. You have a regrettable tattoo. You probably have a tongue piercing and you have a community college and or certification. Now it's legit. You got to know your shit. Just like Tony's cousin in the Sopranos, like season five type shit. But 
all that work just to be subjected to some dude just being like, yeah, touch my dick. Touch my dick. No, no, no. I know. Yeah, go ahead. Just touch my dick, though. And then, so we'll see what happens. It's going to go to court, right? We have one side that's pretty steadfast in saying, yeah, I didn't do the raping. And then one that's saying, yeah, you raped me. March Madness, though. Everybody's bracket's already fucked. North Texas, Oral Roberts, and Syracuse. Already out here busting brackets. The biggest one that was a surprise was Oral Roberts. They were barely over 500 coming into the the tournament. They were a 15 seed, and they went to overtime. So if you think about if you're a fan of the two seed, right, the team that's heavily favored to win, and you make it to overtime, in your head you're definitely like, bro, we're winning. We're winning. You didn't, though, and you lost to Oral Roberts. Bro, you lost to Oral. Ohio State took the L, 75-72. to It was a shocker. 97% of people that filled out the bracket for CBS, this is the poll, had Ohio State winning, so only 3% had Oral Roberts winning. And I guarantee you, the majority of that 3% that picked Oral Roberts, bro, you're trolling, right? It's just a great name. You got to love all of the weird, obscure universities that made it into the March Madness program that get the clout and good for them for winning. Also as well though, like I said, they were not the only upset. Syracuse easily beat San Diego State, Buddy Bayheim. Um and nobody wants to play Syracuse when they get into the tournament because of that zone. They play this th- uh 2-3 zone. Basically, they just dare you to shoot. But if you can't you have Syracuse just staring at you. Bayheim's picking his nose, all slouched over, berating you. And you have a bunch of dudes literally just breathing on you and looking. Just, yeah, go ahead. Like, no, you're not going to man up on me. No, just shoot it. So hopefully the Qs, uh, the Orange make a run here. Lastly, North Texas. They beat Purdue. Big Ten's kind of fake this year. North Texas, dope school. I use them a lot on NCAA football, on my PlayStation. Outside of that, I don't know much about them. The best runs in my memory from these obscure colleges are Florida Gulf Coast, Dunk City, baby, and George Mason. Those were the best runs ever. Nothing's going to top that for me. Got to love it. It's March. Last segment, I have to take my dog out. You know, per the dog's mother, he's being a freak. He's going to pee. He's going to shit. There's limited time here, right, on the board. A 19-year-old Russian hockey player in the KHL, Tamir Fizudinov, who played for Dynamo St. Petersburg's junior team. Pretty pretty impressive resume. Pretty impressive player, 19 years old, like I said. He died after he suffered a head injury in the game. So this player was hit in the head by a puck that was just kind of sent at the blue line to be cleared. Took it off his dome. And he still died, right? There's modern technology. There's the helmets. There's the youth of a 19-year-old, right? They jump on a trampoline. They're good hours later. They roll their ankle. The swelling's gone. Like, being young, being virile, it's great. Despite this, they couldn't save him. And it's crazy to me. You know, I saw the video. It wasn't anything too crazy. It wasn't too graphic. I expected worse. The idea that This doesn't happen more often in hockey. It's so crazy. I don't skate, right? I don't have the ability to. 
I try to run or walk like it's normal. It's like, not nah, kid, it's ice. And I fell backwards and smashed my head. I had a ladybug helmet on. It was traumatic, one. And two taught me, yeah, bro, you need that. Like, the ice isn't forgiving. It's intense. Back in the day, Bobby Orr, these old school, really dope players, they didn't even have helmets. Their faces looked like hamburger. Most NHL teams as well have a plastic surgeon on staff to where if something happens during the game, somebody gets hurt, hit, they lose a tooth, their lips busted, they run into the uh, into the tunnel, they get some surgery done, a little bit of Novocaine, maybe not even. I read an article where a lot of these players are, there's a lot of peer pressure. There's a theme, there's a culture to the league, and if you're the one going out there, getting a lot of Novocaine, right, you're a pussy. People make fun of you, so... These guys are back there packing a lipa, like red man, long cut, chewing tobacco, and having a plastic surgeon from Ottawa just go at it. And they're back out there skating by third period. Yeah, maybe we'll see some new helmets in hockey moving forward so that people aren't dying. And yeah, that's Annette. Been here a while. Dog's going to shit. If you're listening, I love you. Check us out on Apple and Spotify. I'll be with you all next week. Peace, people.